morning, everybody. The 11th of the 11th and the day after the vaccine news. And what a busy day yesterday. The market was up 138 at one point. The futures were suggesting an almost 200 point rise. But after opening at the peak, it settled down all day and ended up up 42. But a really astonishing day yesterday. I've listed some of the price movements that we saw on the back of the vaccine news and it all pretty much rolled out as you would have expected with a sell-off in things like well all the pandemic beneficiaries so online specialty retailers and this sums it up this these four stocks sum it up kogan fell 17 percent redbubble 20 percent adairs 15 percent temple and webster down 20.6 percent and then there are a host of others. Nick Scarly, 10.3%. JB Hi-Fi, down 7.4%. Domino's Pizza, down 11.2%. Harvey Norman, 4.3%. GMG, Goodman Group, which was owned, not owned by, uh, which runs warehouses used by Amazon, fell 8.4%. Buy Now, Pay Later came off. Defensive stocks came off. You saw Woolworths down 4.6%. Coles down 5.3%. Metcash down 6.9%, Sonic Healthcare 5.9%, Fisher & Paykel Healthcare down 12.1%, Ansel down 9.5%, those are all the defensive stocks. And the motor sector took it in the neck as well with APE car dealer down 11.8%, SUL 11.5%, ARB 128 Huge moves. The all technology sector as well as a group down 5.4%, huge move for a sector. So it panned out pretty much as we expected. And on the flip side of the negatives, all the, what we will now call them, I suppose, the vaccine beneficiaries popped. So energy, Woodside up 7%, Santos 12%, Origin 8%, Oil Search 16%, Wally 7%. It goes on. REITs that had been hard hits or Unibail Redamco. Remember us giving up on those recently? Up 43%. <laughs> They're still well down from the highs, it's got to be said. SCG up 14.5%, Dexas 8%, Mervac 11%, GPT 10%, Vicinity Centers 14%. People are starting to realize that there has been a lot of short-term pain in a sector that is going to have a long-term recovery. This is the office REITs and the shopping center REITs. Jumping developers as well, Lendley, Simic up 7%, 5%, the banks, Westpac up 5%, ANZ 5%, NAB 7%, CBA 3%, Macquarie was up 2%, not really the biggest move on the day, and travel stocks, huge, Qantas 8%. Do you think in two years' time when you're stuck in a crowded airport with thousands of other people, you're going to think back and go, thank goodness I didn't buy Qantas because it was up 8% on the day they announced the vaccine. It's still a long way off the February highs. Same with Sydney airports as well. Travel stocks up yesterday. Sydney airports 9.6%. Qantas up 8.3%. Flight Centre 9%. Webjet 13%. And it goes on. Aged care stocks went up. Media stocks went up. Interest rate sensitive stocks. Challenger was up 9%. Sorry, 5.9%. And insurance stocks up. QBE 6.7%. Suncorp 6.8%. IAG 3.6%. GMA up 11.4%. So that is a roundup of what happened. But the important thing about this morning is that the vaccine news didn't get 
qualified or diminished overnight. The themes continued. We saw Wall Street up 263 points, although the S&P 500 is down 0.4. But if you ripped out the FANG stocks, it was up. So you've got big tech still selling off in the US, which is what we wanted to see. We did not want to see, having made all these changes to our portfolio, we did not want to see this vaccine news reverse. We want to see it continue. And that, that is what's happened overnight, thankfully. And all the European markets up again. Spain up 3.5%. France, after going up 7%, up another 1.5%. And the oil price, which was up, was it 8% yesterday? Up another 2.85%. Iron ore up 1.2%. Cyclical, growth-orientated, oversold recovery stocks being bought and overbought technology, online, buy now, pay later, specialty retailers, defensive stocks, motor stocks, all getting sold off. Now, the point about all this and the portfolio changes we've made is whether this is a short-term thing or a pivot point in the market, and we have called it as a pivot point in the market. It may be wrong. We'll reassess it every morning. But we made changes to our portfolios yesterday in line with the vaccine news extending. In the growth portfolio, we added energy. We topped up on BHP, Rio, Macquarie, SCG, Retail REIT. And to fund those purchases, we sold some of the COVID beneficiaries we were holding, Premier Investments, Gold, Wes Farmers, Woolies, Coles, Fisher Paykel Healthcare, so we've done some rotating, similar sort of thing in the income portfolio as well. We finally added banks, ANZ, NAB and Westpac, topped up Sydney airports and Qantas, added some energy stocks, increased our BHP Macquarie holdings. And to fund those, we sold our COVID beneficiaries, AX1, JB Hi-Fi, Nick Scarly, Wes Farmers, Woolies and Coles. We didn't sell all of those, actually. We reduced exposures in Wes Farmers, Woolies and Coles. So we've made some significant changes. You can see in the strategy piece today, in fact, you may not get it today because there is a bit of a platform issue at premium who do our portfolios. There's a bit of shenanigans we've got going on, which means we can't log in today, but we will have the portfolios up for you as soon as we can download the data. But you'll see in the strategy piece the main changes we've made. And noticeably, the brokers have filed in behind us. Morgans have downgraded. So the, the, the other brokers, Macquarie in particular and Morgan, seem to be on the front foot. Some of the other brokers are obviously thinking about it. Take too long and it's all over. So Morgans have downgraded their recommendations today on a lot of the pandemic beneficiaries AX1, BBN, JB Hi-Fi, LaVisa, Motorcycle Holdings, BLX, Adairs, SUL. They are calling the top, it seems, on specialty retailers. The Nirvana moment is over for them. And as they put it, stocks are likely to suffer from a return to some sense of normality and a redirection of spend. And there are some other stocks seeing more cautious research on the back of vaccine news, including... CSL, Domino's, and Macquarie's downgraded, JB Hi-Fi, Woolies and Wes Farmers, and there are upgrades on Flight Center and Santos. So the broker's reacting the way we are, which is thinking that this is more than a one-day change. It's the start of a number of new themes and the end of some recent themes. And you'll see at the top of the strategy piece today, we've talked about the doubts about the Pfizer announcement. There's 
questions over the approval timetable, storage issues, has to be stored very cold temperatures, delivery times, longevity, but all this doubt is typical finger-wagging, which is indecisive stock market people and analysts missing the point. The odds of Pfizer having messed up this announcement and the odds of Fauci, who described the results as extraordinary, the odds of them being wrong, whilst not impossible, are very low, and the stock market is about probability, not certainty. So we've moved on the probability that a vaccine is both now possible and likely. It could easily have been a fail. Yesterday's announcement could have been the declaration that a viable vaccine was beyond science, in which case yesterday's huge and very polarised movements would have happened in reverse. And if it was the opposite, you would have seen travel stocks collapse and specialty retailers take another leg up. But it didn't happen. It was a very positive piece of news. And whilst the stock market was clearly taking a vaccine for granted to some extent, it was certainly not inevitable that we would get a vaccine. And if Pfizer succeeded, the likelihood is others will succeed as well. Net result, the pandemic settings in the stock market and the bond market which were becoming more deeply rooted as this Northern Hemisphere winter wave established itself, were being yesterday, and it continues today, were being rapidly unwound and reset as we have reset with post-pandemic settings. So we have reset our portfolios to what we believe will be the new themes. It'll obviously take time for a vaccine to arrive and the pandemic to peak for real, And there may still be some measures needed to be taken by governments to contain the next few months of exponential case growth. And those measures could still dent economic growth and damage company earnings. But the stock market is not about today. It's about expectations in six to 12 months time. And it has begun and will continue to, assuming there's no hiccup in the vaccine news, it has begun and will continue to price in a post-pandemic world. The stock market is going to see through the next few months of pandemic pain to the other side, which is why we've moved. And these days you have to move quickly. All those analysts all thinking about it and coming up with their grand predictions. We can't beat the market if we wait until it's obvious. No one can, because it then will be priced in. So we are taking advantage of other people's slowness and doubts to get set now. Now, a quick point about all this, it's not about the market. Obviously, the market is going to be helped out by a pandemic, sorry, by a vaccine. And if you look in the strategy piece today, you'll see the ASX 200 chart. After five months of going in this sideways range, you probably got bored of my charts with this sideways trading range where we've gone from the top to the bottom. We have now in the last two days since the election, what a week, what a great week, since the election, And now on this pandemic news, we have broken out of the top of the sideways trading range. And technically speaking, you are supposed to buy the break. So you're supposed to buy the market now. We bought the market. I wrote that article on October the 9th, which was about the election coming up and our realization that there there could be or that Trump might lose and there was a blue wave and that would bring a stimulus package. And we went from 40% cash back to fully invested on October the 9th. And we've just had this great run on the election result. And now this has just added froth to the top. But just note, the ASX 200 has broken the sideways trend and is heading up. So we're already, the point being, we're already fully invested. So this is not about us thinking about our cash waiting versus equities waiting. We're already fully invested. So this is about 
sector themes and structuring the portfolio for a post-pandemic world, which is about taking advantage of the undervaluation of pandemic-affected cyclical stocks and stocks that are oversold and undervalued. So you've got to switch now from pandemic beneficiaries into cyclical recovery value plays. And that's what we've been doing. We were already fully invested. So this is not a market decision. This is a structure of the portfolio decision. Anyway, you can read all about it in the strategy piece today. And the assumption is, assumptions are the mother of all cock-ups, of course, but the assumption is that the pandemic over share price movements we saw yesterday turned from one-day pops or falls into trends. And that's what we're banking on. So yesterday's stock movements gave us the template for what we might expect to happen in the next six months. The main risk that we're taking, of course, is that the vaccine news is quickly dismissed but the odds are against that. And we are glad to see, at least for the first 24 hours after the news, that the themes continue to be played out today for now. So we've made our bed, we'll lie in it today, we'll reassess it every morning as always. But glad to see our futures this morning were up 49, we are up 76, we've been up 91. Banks are doing well. Technology is having a comeback noticeably, zero up 10.8% today. APT still down a bit. But gold still going down. We sold them yesterday. Energy still going up. Santos, Woodside, Oil Search, Wallies all up 3% today. Resources doing okay. BHP up 1.5%. CSL, one of our biggest holdings, up 1.5%. Travel seems to have done its dash. They're all a bit flat today. No big sell-offs, but looking a bit flat today. Sealing up 5%. SLK, that is. So all good. We have restructured for a post-pandemic world. And on day two, tick. Seems to be working. Let's see what tomorrow brings. You have a fantastic day. As I leave you, no lead from the US. We're down 22 on the Dow futures. I look forward to a year of recovery and political stability and a world without Trump, which as I said yesterday, what a relief for fund managers not to have to put up with that volatility on a daily basis. It should be a great 2021. We're fully invested and let's hope we have every reason to stay that way. I will speak to you tomorrow.